When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi Anna Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell on the Pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories told by funny, cozy people. (laughs) Um, And it's not that scary. It's not. The thing is that we are scared. Anna currently has a blanket wrapped around her. There's a chihuahua on a pillow next to me. There's Del Taco strewn about. Andrew's we- sitting next to a Monstera that's leaning into him like a tired child. <laughs> um, well, my husband is out of town and he did ask me to send him a picture of how the Monstera is doing. How did you do? I sent it. I sent it with my face behind the largest <laughs> leaf. Um, so that he could tell how big it had grown? Yes. Yeah. That was the thought. Oh. But, it, in fe- but instead, it looks like what a serial killer would send someone right before killing them. It sounds like something on the cover of a VHS. <laughs> I know. It's hard to tell whether that's the cover for adaptation or whether that's the cover <laughs> for like teen slasher in the face. Sorry, plant man. <laughs> um, that's good. Do you feel like a, you've been left with a very complicated treasure map of how to water them? How do you feel like you're doing? Oh boy, gentle listeners. Um, I have yet to do it because it only, <gasps> it's only supposed to happen once a week. Oh, okay. Got so it. it is tomorrow that I am supposed to do all the watering. Chris left very extensive constructions, as Anna said. Um, I think it's going to be fine. He, we did a walkthrough of it. <laughs> um, I observed the trial run. Um, oh I luckily God. don't have to make the poison, which he already did. He set aside for the poison to be put in. So we're all good. This, oh, this is good. The poison for the, the ants the or po- the flies. Yes. It's Got a it. place to kill all the flies. Yeah. This is reminding me of like your version of this was when you guys were living in New York and you were opening, Chris posted a video of you opening every umbrella and twirling it. My God. Yeah. So cute. Like it was a surreptitious video (laughs) of Andrew opening umbrellas and smiling and twirling them (laughs) just to see if they worked. Because Chris was like, let's throw out all these umbrellas. And I was like, hold on a second. We don't know (laughs) which ones are still good and which ones are bad. And yeah, it was about a 20 minute process. I didn't know he was recording me. I've never looked more unhinged in my life. You're also canted away from the camera at an angle that suggests a madness. Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely I'm like moments away from doing something awful. That's nice. It's sort of a sunnier shining. Like yes. I'm not I'm not Jack Nicholson staring into space. I'm Andrew Farmer gently twirling and it's <laughs> about. You've never been more you. I've not. Anna, it is a Wednesday. And on Wednesdays, we read listener campfire tales that you send in you can send it to scarystorypod at gmail.com you all have been sending some really tremendous ones everyone's subject game is off the hook you guys are nailing it um and anna i really have a special subject line for us today bring it subject line is lavender ghost cat and a handsome cowboy 
Yeah. Which one are you? Are you lavender? Or are you ghost cat? Or are you handsome cowboy? I think I'm ghost cat. Yeah, I think we're both ghost cats. I think you're a lavender ghost cat and handsome cowboy. That uh, it's some cocktail of the three for yeah, sure. Yeah, those shirts that are like 99% angel, 1% t-shirt. <laughs> like you are 40% I don't call 911. <laughs> Why? But not for a good reason. It's cuz I don't think people deserve help. <laughs> it's like if someone's choking, you're going to use your gun. Um <laughs> But this comes from Markham Hyde. <gasps> Hi, Anna and Andrew. Thanks for taking the time to read my story. I love the podcast so much, and I try to share it with as many people as I can. I describe the podcast as that feeling you had as a kid when you went to the movie rental store and you spooked your entire ass off looking at the covers of movies like Waxwork, Scanners, Ghoulies, mm. and Monkey Shines, and then you end up renting True Beverly Hills. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Well, you've got us. Today, I thought I would share some Southwestern United States spookiness, since it is one of my favorite places in the world. I like to spend my summer break traveling to more obscure historical places. I am a history teacher, and yes, my students do call me Mr. Hyde. Wow. Why? Because that's his last name. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> a few summers ago, my wife and I decided to take a trip to Arizona. Our plan was to spend one of our days visiting. Like, okay, you have a wife. We're not flirting with, like, calm. I was not flirting with my, my wife. Like, what? Calm down. You, you can travel. You're you're named after a uh, a, a villainous character from a Arthur Conan Doyle story. You're like, oh, yeah, you. how are My girlfriend lives near, like, no one is flirting with you, sir. No, it's fine. I'm being weird. Sorry. Mark, um. Um, a few summers ago, my wife and I decided to take a trip to Arizona. Our plan was to spend one of our days visiting the mining towns of oh. Tombstone and Bisbee. Markham, I have been to Tombstone with my dad, who I think you and he would have a lot in common. I've not been to Bisbee, though. Okay. Bisbee sounds amazing. I love the sound of Bisbee. Um, after exploring Tombstone, we headed to Bisbee, where we had signed up for a ghost tour. We decided to do the ghost tour solely because we thought it would make a fun story. We arrived in Bisbee for our tour and were surprised to find that our tour guide was a cashier from one of the gift shops in Tombstone we had bought souvenirs at. Correct. Correct. Wow. There are four people who live in Arizona. Prove me wrong. You need, you need the right people for this job. Yes. Uh, it turned out that we were the only two that signed up. Oh, no. At this point, I was a little worried that this was going to be a bust. But we reluctantly started the tour anyway. Bisbee is an old mining town that was built in a canyon. The narrow, winding streets lead to homes built on the walls of staircases built up into the mountain. The mines closed a long time ago, and the city has turned into a haven. Oh, for sorry. Wait. Oh. Did I miss Homes on the walls of the canyon, often accessible only by long staircases <gasps> built into the mountain. Oh, I missed that. <gasps> scary. That is very scary. Oh, okay. Now I see. Thank you, Anna. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. God, it would have ruined the whole story. Like, you have a wife. It's fine. <laughs> now, I'm not flirt. I was just talking to you. <laughs> Jesus. The mines closed a long time ago, and the city has turned into a haven for artists. It makes for an incredibly fun place to walk around and listen to stories. Many of the stories focused on miners that had died tragically in the mines and now haunt the various parts of the town. Miner ghosts scare me. This is scary. Because they're stuck in the earth. They're in there. They're at work. They're at work. The worst type of death. Ugh. Ugh. I also, I have to say, I'm scared right now. This, this story is scaring We're me. We're recording late at night. And Nothing's even happened yet, but this thing. is scary. This tour happened as the sun was going down. Do we, 
And about 30 minutes in, we were walking around a completely darkened city with a lantern. The atmosphere was so cool, and our tour guide was amazing. Everything was what I hoped for. Great local ghost stories told by a great storyteller in an amazing atmosphere. This all changed when we went inside the Bisbee Inn. It's always an inn. The Bisbee Inn, once known as Hotel L'Amour, was built in 1912 and primarily served as a residence for miners and visitors to Bisbee. Inside, we were told the story of the three most pleasant-sounding ghosts. (laughs) The first was a woman named Abigail that haunts one of the rooms. When you are in her presence, you will feel an overwhelming feeling of comfort and peace and smell the faint smell of lavender. Good ghost. That's a good ghost. I smell good and you feel good. (laughs) You feel good and I smell good. That sounds like a line that Sandra Bullock would say in a 1995 romantic comedy called (laughs) Leather and Lace. Um, The second ghost is the ghost of a calico cat that is mostly seen by children. This cat belonged to the owner of the tavern next door and was often found trying to sneak into the hotel to take a nap in the warm beds. The ghost cat can still be seen taking a nap in one of the rooms. The third ghost is a cowboy known as Lone Star. He is often seen on the back steps that exit to an alley behind the inn. He is described as tall, thin, and handsome with long hair. We're not flirting with you, Lone Star. No one is flirting with you. I don't know if you have a ghost girlfriend or what the deal is. Um, he wears a white shirt with a vest and pants tucked into his knee-high boots. Fan art, please. Yes. Uh, if they had stopped with those three, I would have said, this is the most pleasantly haunted hotel ever. However, there was a fourth ghost. Uh-huh. Anna, Andrew, gentle listeners, I do not believe in ghosts. I love ghost stories. I love the mix of history and folklore, but I do not believe in ghosts. <laughs> I do not believe in ghosts. Um, uh-huh. Markham wrote it correctly. I said it wrong, everybody. Don't come for him. Don't come for me as a wife. (laughs) That is what makes this next part so hard to explain. Oh, no. The fourth ghost is known as a restless spirit that no one has seen, but its presence is often felt in the middle of the night as it tries to climb into bed with the hotel guests. It only occurs in one room, and because there was no guest currently occupying it, we went into that room. The tour guide and my wife entered the room before me, and as soon as I entered, I could not move. It was summer in Arizona, but it felt like I stepped into a walk-in freezer. Oh. I do not know how to explain the feeling of darkness that filled my body. I have no idea how long we were in the room. I have no idea what was said, but my wife had to pull me out of the room. As soon as we left the room, I was back to normal, but visibly shaken up. I still do not believe in ghosts, and I am sure that I somehow let myself get carried away in the moment, but you could not pay me to go in that room ever again. As expected, I give the ghost story a 10 out of 10 and would recommend it. If you want to plug them, they're the Old Bisbee Ghost Tour. This is what I'm naming my daughter. Old Bisbee Ghost Tour. (laughs) (laughs) Ghost Tour. Oh, no. Ghost Tour. Ghost Tour. Old Bisbee Ghost Tour. I'm a ghost tour guy. (laughs) Thanks for the escape your podcast provided me while trying to be a teacher in a pandemic. Oh, that's so hard. Um, And a special thanks to Andrew's talking cat story, which leads me to say, I'm Alan, randomly to my children. (laughs) Spooky do to you, Markham Hyde. And he also sent some very lovely resources about the ghost tours. Oh my God, I'm going on the old Bisbee ghost tour website. Let's see. Wow. (gasps) It's nice. Oh, 
And you know what? This is what I love for a ghost tour company to have. Yes. Is like Halloween sheet ghost clip art. I. You need it. That's the key. Here's, here's what I'll say about that to all you haters out there who say, oh, like a ghost emoji. Really? Like that's scary. Like, <laughs> listen to me. Yes, it is. Yes. You see a little, little wavy guy mm -hmm. with his arms up and just hollow holes where the eyes should be. That's a death shroud, baby. That's a memento mori. Yes. This is why it's an icon. Like we need to respect the fact that that's why it's the original ghost look. Yes. You know? Those vacant eyes. Ah, uh, the empty eyes, no feet. As you are, I was, as oh I am, God. you will be, bitch. <laughs> and that's on ghost. <laughs> that's put y'all on ghost, but. That is on ghost. And oh my God, there's a really good gif that says we're open. Look, and it's ghosts flying out of a, a coffin. I love that. Oh, it's nice. I, Taking place seven nights a week. Wow. Anna, Meet Jason, the Boo Crew. I feel like we might oh have to go. Oh, my God. The Boo Crew. Someone's named Anna. <gasps> Anna looks cool. They wow. all look cool. But look at Anna's wearing like Ooh, a- Oh, good hat. Like a cool, like Victorian. This is the thing. If you're on a ghost tour, yes. it should be a little bit Victorian or a little bit- um, medieval, mm -hmm. you just have to pick a lane. I'll even, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess, I guess depending on the time period, you could go a little puritanical. You could get like Gothic potentially. Oh yeah. Just loose historical. I would, Anna, I would love to watch a selling sunset of ghost tour people. Oh wow. Okay. I'm just going to go through the whole boot Please, crew. Please introduce oh, us. Oh my God. Okay. Damien. Look at Damien. The, the poses. Damien they're looks posing. Like They've been directed. Whoever took the pictures knew what they were doing, but also everyone knows what they're doing. And are these bios? Um, Bisbee community. Yes. A native to Cochise County or Cochise. I'm sorry. Uh, Damien has returned to his homeland, becoming a part of the Bisbee community. With doing so, he's also brought his creative endeavors, having a background in performing arts, dance, and painting, along with his other adventures in the art realm. Becoming a part of the old Bisbee Ghost Tours boot crew is definitely a good fit. And he's, he's diving right in with the ghosts of Bisbee's past with the stories that are a part of the city's rich history. Plus he genuinely enjoys giving a guest a spectacular evening. Wow. Thank you, Damien. That's Damien. Um, and then there's Renee. Renee, you know, Renee has a black lace um, parasol. I've got a good feeling about Renee. Oh, I love a black lace parasol. Black lace parasol, red baby bangs and like black flapper hair. She is. Yeah. She is here to say that when she was a sophomore in high school, Maybe people thought she was weird, but she has blossomed and she is ready to go. She also appears to be the, a little bit of a leader of the, the, the boot crew. Oh, I love that they have hierarchy. Well, she's the first one listed. Renee has been with the Old Bisbee Ghost Tour for over nine years. <gasps> Great. She's our ghost host on the Old Bisbee Ghost Tour. You might have read, her, read about her on our TripAdvisor.com reviews. She became interested in the paranormal as a young child because she grew up in a haunted house. Good. Renee! We need to get the Boo Crew on the podcast. I would love... Can, can we do this? Boo Crew, are you out there? Boo Crew, please start screaming. <laughs> um, Renee went to the Otis College of Art and Design. While in college, she developed a love for ghost folklore after taking a fairy tale and folklore class. I'm sorry. I thought it said a fairy class, and I was like, that is something yeah, that would I happen to Yeah, I have taken four semesters of that yep. course. <laughs> Just putting on wings and like flapping <laughs> around while someone says, better. I'm Elderberry. Yeah. Oh, um, Renee received her BFA in toy design with a minor what? in fashion design. On that is so cool. It, this feels like when I wrote like in first grade, what I hoped I would be when I was 35. You Get know? ready for this shit, Andrew. Okay. She spent eight years 
working in the toy industry before moving to Bisbee to become a ghost host. What this is in the you're describing is here? a dream. Wow. After spending years collecting the ghost stories from Tucson, Tombstone, and Bisbee, Renee has authored the book Southern Arizona's Most Haunted. She it's a good pun. Yeah, that is very good. She's currently working on her second book. Renee is also an artist selling her artwork, jewelry, and clothing online at Sweet Midnight. Wow. This is not we're not partnering with no, the old Bisbee Ghost Tour. Just genuinely becoming more and more fans of Bisbee Ghost Tour. She's been given the honor by the Bisbee Chamber of Commerce as the only <gasps> ambassador to the ghosts and spirit of Bisbee yeah! for her work in preserving their spirits and history. Uh, this is how you know your city is too small, is when someone is like elected uh, queen of the ghosts. I am in love with this. <laughs> I'm so happy. Wow, what are we doing um, in LA? Renee, oh my God, you're not gonna believe this. Um, Renee is known around Bisbee as Nay, 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 the ghost lady and the Bisbee unicorn. Uh, Nay, 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 three syllables, repetition. This is great. When not on the tours, Renee can be found in her carnivorous plant garden. Yes. Being creative in her studio, which is a vintage Cree camper that she turned into a glamper. Correct. Good. Driving around town in one of her hearses, singing show tunes or traveling around the country, selling her amazing creations. Andrew Farmer, have you ever met a more consistent human being? No. I mean, God sometimes gives with both hands, I guess. Because this is every quality that is to be admired in a person. I I need to work for Renee. Yeah. Let me work in the boob crew. The, Career the boob change. crew. Um, oh my God. A queen. I really love it's funny. Um Jason Boyfriend of the podcast is from Arizona. Born in Arizona? Born in Arizona. I have heard many good Arizona ghost stories. Um, do any jump to mind for, or like, are there, have you driven through ghost towns before in Arizona? Are those still around? Um, I definitely have vague memories. I, I grew up mostly in Utah. Arizona was always like, we'd, right. we'd visit family there. And for whatever reasons, and I don't know, Mormons who are listening, uh, verify this or not, but in my experience, Mormon families don't talk about ghosts very often. It's yeah. kind of a thing that they sort of act like doesn't exist, but <laughs> does still. Right. Um, they also believe there's like four people who are immortal and still walking the earth. Anyway. Uh. Um, talk to like 10 Mormons and one of them will tell you they've met them. Um, it's like the, the, the three Nephites, there was originally four, the further away I get from my time in the church, the more I forget about the mythology, but they're like walking wow. the earth until Jesus comes back or whatever. Um, but there, I, I do have memories of like driving through like weird ghost towns in Arizona when yeah. we, cause we never flew down. We'd always just like do the, you know, 12 hour drive or whatever down there. Um, and, uh, yeah, there were, there were a few towns that we'd stop through and it would just be. Like, yeah, creepy vibes, nothing happening there. It's very, I'm, I'm like very fascinated by desert ghosty things. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. My, my friend Jacqueline Backus, who's an amazing writer, playwright, uh, is also from Arizona and she wrote this very scary play called Black Canyon City, which is inspired by a real ghost town that she drove through with some theater folks. And, um, and it is just wild to me the concept of being able to drive out in the middle of nowhere and there just being a town disconnected from everything yeah. that no one lives at anymore. Yeah. Ugh. Real scary. Scary. Um, I just Googled Arizona ghost stories. These are 28 creepy ghost stories from Southern Arizona. And you just say stop when we get to something good. Great. The Haunted Antique Mall. I, lo- I mean, I think that tells everything I need to know. Oh, my God. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> but the, the picture is this woman named Kathy 
sitting okay. in antique desks and behind her is a, a clip art ghost. Uh, Kathy might have sold it for me. Maybe I do want to hear more about this. Assistant manager Kathy Sevitt sits next to the notoriously haunted booth 52, where she has heard an antique typewriter typing with no one around. Oh. Tuesday, October 21st, 2008. <gasps> do ghosts come out of the past? Most people think so. Well then, what more appropriate a place than an antique mall? Here in Tucson, we have such a haunted antique mall. At the 22nd Street Antique Mall, here are the facts. Wow. This is from um, Tucson.com. Good. This just sounds good. And this was written, no, oh, is there an author? No author. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. By Paul and Myra Rees, owners of the 22nd Street Antique Mall. Okay, here are the facts. One, the mall has a main store and a two-story adjacent annex. It was built as a furniture store. The office is in the second floor annex. In one booth upstairs was an antique typewriter last used long ago. Several customers and employees reported hearing a typewriter typing away over a period of months. But when investigated, nobody was there. Many customers told employees there were ghosts upstairs. That area is no longer being used. Two, the second floor booths mostly contain furniture. Several times, employees straightened up the furniture before going home at 5 p.m. only to find it rearranged. The chairs pulled into the aisles and all askew the next morning. Someone was sleeping there. Yeah, they got or a frog. this is like a ratatouille, but for office work. <laughs> a little ghostatouille. Ghostatouille. Yeah, trying to like, oh, I'm a ghost, but I still want to learn how to type 60 words a minute at least. You gotta. Three, a radio tuned to a local station for background music was left on upstairs while the store was open. Often it would increase suddenly in volume when nobody was upstairs. That's scary. I do think the increase of volume is frightening. Something that ghosts do, I don't believe, Andrew, do you believe in ghosts? I believe in ghost stories. Wow. wow. Way to pivot. Thank Be you. in politics. <laughs> I've never asked you that question that directly before. Yeah. I know we've had long meandering conversations about it. I'm the Mitt Romney of, no, that's, I'm not, I'm not the Mitt Romney of anything, everybody. <laughs> Calm down. I'm the Mitt Romney of not being Mitt Romney. I believe in ghosts. I believe in ghosts when um, I am in a place alone. Yes. I believe in ghosty things. I don't okay. know what the deal. I do you believe in ghosts, Anna? I do. I think that ghosts are um, part of human perception. Yes. And that human perception is the only thing that we perceive as real. Right. So I've why been in you, LA yeah. for too long. I got to go back to New York. <laughs> that was the worst thing I've ever said. I need to be put to death. Bring Anna, back the death penalty for where I'm sitting. And is currently eating pizza flavored foam, which wow. is the big thing here. Yeah. I'm eating it through my ass. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't believe in them, but I also do. Um, yeah. But anyway, I was going to say, I think the scariest thing that ghosts do yes. because they do exist but I don't believe in them. I don't believe in them, but I think they exist. Um, is making things play really loud. That's all I was going to say. But I'm glad. I'm <laughs> glad that we were able to confront that with you because we've talked around it a lot. Yeah. But I think this is clarifying. I believe in ghost stories. It's that's the that's the worst thing I've ever said. That was truly like some Jake Tapper State of the Union. I know that's awful. I, I, I guess I'll, I guess I'll put it this way. I think there is a reason why people are riveted by ghost stories. And I think that as you were saying about like how we perceive things, it's sometimes all we have to go on. Yeah. Um, and I think a temp, I don't know. I will say like there have been things that are to me unexplainable that I'm sure there are explanations, but I'm never going to know them. Right. You know, the fridge just kicked on and I'm like, it's a ghost. Yeah. Because I'm just scared. Can I tell you a little ghost story that did get solved? Yes. In our apartment. Yes. Okay, so um, 
our bathrooms, the lights turn on automatically. It's a very, it's a very like shiny LA thing that means nothing. But I thought that they were motion detected, which makes it very <gasps> scary when <sighs> the lights would sometimes just go on. No, sir. Um, because then it's like, oh, I am either going to be the victim of the Invisible Man starring Elizabeth Moss or there are ghosts, or there's something wrong with our apartment lights. And all three of those options are as scary as the other to me. Um, <laughs> I have to talk to someone. No. <laughs> but, I have to tell someone to fix it. But husband slash scientist the pod realized that uh, uh, when, you, when we would open the oven door, the light in the bathroom would automatically go on. And we were like, what is going on? It's because these sensors are heat activated and not motion activated. Isn't that weird? Andrew, do you know what else is heat activated? What? Ghost infrared cameras. Well, but would they turn on if they sensed it getting colder? But sometimes ghosts are, no. Well, Does anyone know about any? Are there any hot ghosts? Where are their hot ghosts at? Yeah. Ladybird, wake up. Where are the hot ghosts at? Tropical ghosts. Ladybird? What are hot ghosts? What if this was the moment she died and that's how I found out? <laughs> <laughs> or the moment she was like, you're searching for hot ghosts. Here's something I found. Sorry, like, I didn't get that. I'm like, you <laughs> idiot dog. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, Looking for Love by Gloria Ornstein. 13 or 14 years ago. Get your stories straight, Gloria. Yeah, we, if we're talking ghosts, we got to get specifics. No, I think it's great. My husband and I were living in a one-bedroom apartment on 81st Street and Broadway. When he knows he is going to play tennis in the morning, he turns in early, and I usually sit in the living room reading for a while. We get it. You have a husband. Like No one <laughs> is flirting with flirting, you. We're flirting, Gloria. Calm down. This particular <laughs> night, I turned in around 10 p.m. but could not fall asleep. I finally got up thinking I had to do something to make myself feel drowsy. Our bathroom was very small. You could get down on your knees to wash the entire floor just by staying in one place. So that's what I decided to do. Where is the story going? I was on my knees facing the door when I heard a noise coming from the bedroom. I thought my husband had gotten up, gotten up, and I was just about to say, what's the matter, honey? You Can't you sleep either? When this figure of a man emerged in silhouette form. Andrew, we've been telling ghost stories all night. This is the first full ghost. Yes. Pay attention. Huge. I must have made some sound because he turned to me for a moment, turned back, and went into the living room. My first thought was of my husband, and I went into the bedroom to his side of the bed, went down on my knees, and listened for his breathing. Once I heard him and saw his chest moving, I got up and went into the living room. Nothing was there. The windows were closed. The door locked from the inside. I would like to think that it was a dead husband searching for his wife. You'd like to think that, Gloria? If I am correct, I hope he found her. Gloria, you are a goth. Gloria. 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 I I guess, Gloria, my concern is that you, I don't know, this kind of feel not the notebook. What's the one with the little girl who ruins the love affair between the two British people? Oh, Atonement. Atonement. It feels like Gloria's kind of atonement girl. Yes. Like getting off on suffering. Is that atonement? I've not seen it. I have Everybody, no idea. let's, yeah. No, no, no. I think Gloria, I think so. So, some people, like how we've talked about how our Catholic mothers are just not afraid of, yes. they're like, ghosts aren't real, except for the ghosts that I saw. <laughs> yes. Like, the, and they're not afraid of it. Right. Like, that's kind of what I'm getting from Gloria. I, I the, do like, appreciate that, Gloria. Ghosts just exist, like, people who are heartily not afraid of things. Yeah. I'm afraid of things that aren't scary. 
I'm afraid of conversations. Yeah. Nothing's happening. If a if a chip is off in terms of its shape, I'm like, I'm going to stay away from that chip. I got to take a nap. <laughs> I'm scared. Now I'm sleepy. Okay, how about noisy madman? Oh, boy. Or ghostly visitor or Jim Morrison reaches out or uh, ghostly encounter. Oh, this picture is really scary. Is it Jim Morrison? No, photo illustration of a ghostly figure. That, okay. I don't like when ghosts move fast. Yes. Okay, so it's just, this is a stock photo of a blurry hallway and there's a blurry black figure that I don't I don't think is a ghost, but I don't want to be proven wrong. Yeah. But I, it's, it's quite scary. Um, let's see. Which one is great? Noisy Madman? Yeah, let's do it. My wife and I live in Tucson, but go back. So this is Ken and Sandra Hayner. Good. But we're speaking from Ken's point of view. Okay, sexist. This is great. I love both of you. I'm sorry. Come back to me. My wife and I live in Tucson, but go back home to Washington State during the summer. We were asked this past summer to become lighthouse keepers in Westport, Washington. We were asked to be lighthouse keepers? We were asked? Who's the, the, the Mariner board? I believe that Ken and Sandra are connected to the people who decide this. I think it's great. Yeah. That is my wife's hometown. So she has connections there. Right. Or they're swinging. Or they're swinging. Yeah. The lighthouse is the tallest in Washington and is 108 years old. Get. Do we. <laughs> this is like know. introducing your big son. Do we Our still- son's the tallest thing in Washington. He's 108 years old. <laughs> he can sing four songs. He looks 11. <laughs> Our first day alone when we walked. This is so scary. This is very bizarre. And just very quickly, Andrew, I feel you'll know this. We still need lighthouses? Uh, we do. Why? We do. Uh, shipping, like boats. But like, don't we have like um, radar and stuff? I think that, I think we do. That's a really good question. I don't have an answer for it, but I was acting like I did. Jason? Um, I mean, you still, like, you're, you still have radar and stuff like that, but I think that like instruments can often be confused. Like there's, there's a number and I, I'm no nautical expert, but just from my gut on it from various related things, I think that instruments can still sometimes be unreliable. Uh, people still want to trust their eye. And also just like when you're docking and stuff like that, like it's a lot better to have some sort of visual confirmation. Like, yeah. Plus sea wives need, sorry, I dropped my phone. That was really scary. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Ladybird has drooled on your pillow, Andrew. That's, That's fine. okay. Join the club, Ladybird. <laughs> um, that I also feel like sea wives need a place to look out and and pine for their husbands. Sea wives. It needs to be a tall place. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah I need something to walk around slowly while I'm going mad. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh God, I'm scared of the story. Okay. Our first day alone when we walked in, we heard pounding up at the top. Assuming that someone was up there working, I climbed the 135 steps up. Now that's scary. All right, well. That's a big lighthouse. Peloton. There was no one up there. Andrew, describe to me what you think a Peloton is. Um, a Peloton is where you wear a gown and hold a lantern and yes, climb, climb up a hundred and something steps. <laughs> correct. I would work. I would be the fittest person you've ever seen if that's What's a Peloton. What's a Peloton? It's me, Agnes. <laughs> We've heard a strange noise up from the top deck. <laughs> Look at me. We're doing this together. You took this time for yourself, okay? Just Three because months. it's over doesn't mean it's really over. And if I think it over... It's a Katy Perry song that happens as you climb up. That's good. Thank you. There was no one up there. So we assumed it was the wind, but it stopped once I got to the top landing. Ah. Oh. 
My wife remembers knowing it was haunted all her life. There were times that she or other family members would walk by the lighthouse and see a man at the top looking down. Wow. The very next morning we walked in and it sounded like he was moving furniture all over the place at the top. It went on and on. Every time I would come back down, it would start all over again. And we started feeling, quote, cold winds go past us. A cold ghost is scary. A loud ghost is scary. Cold ghost is scary. Yes. We finally got used to him, and every morning he would tell us good morning by pounding or moving furniture around. <laughs> I, I would prefer if you just said good morning by saying good morning. Good morning. I'm ghosty. I'm ghost up here. I'm spooky. Ooh. Peloton. Peloton. What's up? <laughs> Why do I say that? Um, but uh, moving. This is too much. We will be going back next summer. What? And the three of us will have another good month. By the way. The light in the lens room was floating in mercury until they figured out that it was dangerous and the lighthouse keepers were going crazy. Uh, Something the lighthouse is haunted by one of the keepers who went mad and killed himself there. End of story. We went so hard on mercury in this country for so long. We were like, it's so fun. It's floating metal and we can all touch it. And oh, did isn't it, isn't it nuts how Wendell went crazy and so did Sylvester and so did Mayor Beth? Well... The only the only reason why they're crazy is because they touched the mercury. So let's keep doing touching that. it. Yeah, I guess it's that would be like if people discovered um, if people discovered now that like Nutella made you go crazy, I, people would still eat it. Oh my god, you can't stop. You don't eat it because you're deciding to. <laughs> no, no. You eat it it's because, because something it's there happened, and you have graham crackers. Yes. Um, wow. Wow. What a, this was so delightful, Markham. Thank you so much for introducing us to the vast world of Arizona scaries. And I'm so fun. Delighted to know about Bisbee. I've been to Tombstone. Andrew, when are we going to Bisbee? I'd like to go ASAP. I'm, I've seen Tombstone. I've had the experience. My dad bought me a $15 pair of sunglasses there when I was nine years old. And he was like, take good care of these. And I immediately threw them out by accident with my food tray. Oh, um, so I, I want to leave those bad memories behind there, but I'd love to go to Bisbee. That's the real ghost. <laughs> the ghost. Is the regret. My sunglasses have been haunting me ever since. Oh my God. Andrew, that's so fun. Yeah. Do you wow. have pictures of you in the ghost town? Um, yeah, we do. Yeah. My dad was a big, uh, tombstone TV show family. He was a kid. We took a big Southwest trip and, uh, it was very, we saw like, um, like a recreation show. I might be making this up in my head. I believe we saw like a fake hanging of like an outlaw or something. That does seem like something that would happen. Yeah. There were horses involved. Oh. We ate at a place called the OK Cafe. I remember. (laughs) That's truth in advertising. Yeah. I remember getting a BLT and feeling like I'm a full adult. (laughs) I'm I'm eating a tomato on my BLT is a cigarette legally. (laughs) Um, but Markham, thank you so much for this delightful thank story. Thanks, Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde. Um, Anna, before we go, I think it's time for our favorite segment. Scary, Scary ideas, ideas for, for things, things that, that could happen. happen. Andrew, would you like to go first or second? I I will go second this time. Okay, that's great. Okay. You are in a vintage clothing store trying on dresses. And it's this cool new shop in Merchantville, New Jersey. It's called Peak Secondhand. It's owned by Carolyn Busa, who's great. This is not a paid endorsement. I'm just saying maybe that's where you are. 
and you try on a dress and it fits you perfectly. And then a, a tiny old woman, you realize that she's peeking through the gap in the curtain in the changing room and you see her in the mirror and you go, oh, and she goes, I didn't mean to startle you. I just want to say it looks lovely on you. And you say, oh, thank you. And she says, that almost as lovely as I looked when I died. And then you turn around and she's there. And she said, sorry, I said that I was lying. I'm a pervert. (laughs) That (laughs) That could happen. Sometimes a ghost is a pervert living person. If you live in Philly, go to Peak Second Hand. Anna, remember that story from years ago that a friend of yours submitted about that was a ghost story about a foot fetishist who there was no ghost. It was just like once there was a doctor who tickled people's feet. No, it was I don't like, remember that. Um, it was a friend of yours. <laughs> I believe her name was Amanda. And she, it was like a, there was like a foot, like in a book of ghost stories about Brooklyn, we read this story. Oh, there was no yes. Ghost. It was just a man who had a foot fetish. It was about that he was dead. He he had died, but it wasn't that he was tickling people's feet from beyond the grave. No, it just was that he is dead, which is scary. Yes. And then a story about his life from before. <laughs> yes. Which is great. Um. Oh, my God. Okay. I've got one. Okay. You are in the mood for a summer snack and you um, go to your neighborhood bodega and you buy a weird unmarked box of popsicles and you open the first one you start eating it and there is something appealing about the flavor of this popsicle but it's familiar, but you can't quite place it. And um, you you like finish it so quickly. You're like, what is the, like? What, I'm oddly drawn to this. Like, why do I like the flavor of this popsicle so much? Blah blah. blah. And uh, and then when you finish, you read the popsicle stick, and the popsicle stick says, "Do you know what flavor this popsicle was?" And you turn the popsicle stick over. And it says, this popsicle stick tastes like your tongue. That That could could happen. happen. I can think of nothing scarier. How surreal would that be? Because I don't think, I don't know that I would enjoy the taste of my tongue. Tasting like my tongue? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That one, that one off the rails a little bit. That was really unsettling. That was great. Thank you very much. That was like an episode of X-Files from the third season. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really um, unsettling. We were joking in the writers room the other day about um, what if popsicle sticks just instead of jokes had themes on them. For example, like you'd finish your popsicle stick and it would just say like the fleeting nature of childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and then you flip it upside down. It says something to think about. <laughs> oh my God. That's great. Um, it's not all about jokes. Not all about jokes. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Um, if you like what you listened to today, or if you just haven't yet, you can always follow us on Instagram or Twitter at scary story underscore pod. You will give us a five star review. Oh, please. On iTunes. Not you can. 
You will. We'd love it so much. It literally does nothing. It doesn't affect our lives at all. The no. only thing is that it makes me feel good. Yes. It's so, I, I, like, to look at that 4.7, I'm like, I so appreciate all the five-star reviews, but the, like, however number of one-star reviews of people who are, like, gay and woman and not scaring me all the time, um, hard. God said straight. <laughs> God, One star. God said straight. And on that note, you know what else God said? Get, Get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.